It's me. It's me. It's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James. And by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws. And you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, we've got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. Welcome to the Stadium Journey Podcast. We are proud to be part of the VOC Nation Radio Network. And Stadium Journey, as you know, if you don't know, you're going to know it soon enough. We're more than just an awesome podcast. Our website, stadiumjourney.com, contains over 2,500 stadium reviews, news items, and great features perfect for the traveling sports fan. In addition to the website, we are all over social, me- social media, he tried to say. Easy for I'm you to, to say. Stop trying to talk so fast. Let your brain and your mouth work together. Thank you. We are on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Like and follow us everywhere. And as you may or may not know, the Stadium Journey Podcast is the perfect companion while you're on a road trip. To find our episodes, just type in VOC Nation Radio Network into your podcast search app on your phone. Or look under the podcast tab on the Stadium Journey website. In addition, all of our old video podcasts are on the Stadium Journey YouTube channel. Perfect for binge watching. And we also stream live on twitch.tv slash danlaw83. Welcome to everyone who is listening there right now. The chat box is open. And now, here's our starting lineup. We've got Dave Cotney, as always, with us. Follow him at Profan9. Mark Viquez can be found online at Ballpark Hunter. Our producer, the above-average comedian, Dan Kalachico, is online at DanLaw83. <laughs> and I am Paul Baker. You can follow me at PuckmanRI. And so today, as Ace Freely might say, <laughs> you get back into the New York groove. Or as talk- he also might say, I don't know where I am right now. Yeah, who knows what Ace will be saying these days. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about the stadiums of New York City. So, guys, uh, let's see. New York City, big city, a lot of teams, a lot of crappy stadiums, at least by reputation. Why? Whose reputation? <laughs> Whose reputation? Everybody else around them. Stadium journey. Shea Stadium is gone. It's been knocked down for over 10 years. You know, a friend of mine asked me if I wanted to go to the last Phillies-Mets uh, 
game at Shea Stadium, and I replied very politely, if I wanted to step in dog crap, I'd walk out back of my house with my eyes closed and just happen upon it. Well, you would go to that part of South Street where it gets kind of shitty. Well, I mean, it's very. <laughs> I mean, which part? <laughs> it's like, Come on. I, I used to go there, and there used to be like a Tower Records at the end of one block, and then if you kept walking, you'd. I'm not going to say anything because we're going to talk about the wrong city, but we'll talk okay. later. We'll, we'll say that for another episode. We can definitely do a Philadelphia, but it's about New York, Big and Brother. That's his crap. Uh, uh, Shea Stadium was garbage. Thank you. Moving on. It was. It, it was past its prime. Thank you for coming. I not liked, anymore. Mark, Mark, I liked Shea yeah. Stadium better than Yankee Stadium. Well, they're both garbage. Well, I liked oh. the team better. No, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, Yankee Stadium, old Yankee Stadium was, was a better ballpark. Yeah, uh, State, uh, Shea Stadium was, you know, one of those uh, multi-purpose venues that, you know, by a certain era was kind of past its prime. Uh, I love, I love City Field though. It's a great ballpark, great food, easier to get to than New Yankee Stadium. But, you know, it's a little bit of money to go to this to, to go to a, a Met game for where I grew up. So that's kind of where I'm looking at. Uh, but for aesthetics and comfort, food. Maybe comparison to New Yankee Stadium, I like City Field, and you know, and if the team is going to be as good as they are on paper, it's going to be an exciting year to go to City Field if they allow fans. Ah, you only hope. So, so why? The, oh, go ahead, Dan. Yeah. I was just going to say about uh, Shea Stadium, uh, Preston and Steve, Steve of Preston and Steve in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yes, I went back there for a second. There's a read. He was born and raised in North, uh, Long Island, New York, and he said that he saw. I forgot. It was either the Clash or the Who at Shea Stadium in the early '80s. And he sat way up at the top, and he said that he thought they were going to die because the yeah. concert was it was so loud, and the stadium moved an inch every thump of the bass and the bass drum. It's, it's been known. And it was like he, – he's like, I, I'm pretty sure I thought it was over. <laughs> it was so bad up there. Yeah, yeah, Mark, I concur with you on, on uh, Shea Stadium. I got to go to one Mets game there, and we sat up near the top, and – that was the first time I ever got vertigo. Yeah, you know that. Up there. You felt like if you were going, walking down the stairs and if you fell, you were going to keep rolling right off the upper deck. Well, I mean, it's it was it was built in 1964. It was supposed to house it housed the Jets at one point, and when they left, uh, you still had the same stadium there. It was still you know the last seat in the upper last seat behind home plate or down one of the right fields or left field line. Yeah, you're you're way up there. They just don't build stadiums like that anymore, and rightfully so. They're they're you know they are uh, a relic of another time. But that's what it was. You just built the biggest stadium you can find and put sixty five thousand. I think it's at about sixty, man, maybe fifty five, sixty thousand, and who cares if you have vertigo? Who cares if a wind or uh, the engine of a jet falls on top of you? It's I might I might have we a got your money. We got your money. So yeah, and that's that's why they built the new stadium, which is a lot nicer, a lot prettier. I think it's very Brooklyn Dodger uh, heavy when it first opened. Uh, would like to see a statue of Tom Seaver, which uh, new owner Steve Cohen is going to add. And if we can put some winning back into the Mets, that'd be even better. So it's uh, that whole area can use a, revital, a revitalization because I think there's like a scrapyard still behind City Field. Yep. And that's not very pleasing. So make that into like maybe one of those outdoor live workplace areas. That's, that's and, not live workplace. It's live work and play for a hell of a lot of rats. 
Well, yeah, it's uh, and then of course you have Arthur Ashe Stadium nearby, and then you have the World's Fair site of '64. So it's it's an interesting little spot. But for me, you would have to drive there from New Jersey and take the Outer Bridge or Verrazano and pay both tolls and pay to park. And and my dad would always avoid the ticket, the 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 toll going back into I guess in, off the Verrazano and go through the city, and we would get lost and. It was always an adventure coming back from shit. What is it about a dad's, you know, especially guys around our age, our dads in tolls? Yeah, no, no. My dad my dad would he want to pay. He would drive like an extra two miles to avoid like a 25-cent toll on the park, Garden State Parkway. <laughs> Dave, you're being super patient over there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, uh, I really enjoyed my my time at, at Shea. We were there in, in 2008, and I think – I think more than being uh, excellent in and of itself, it was not Yankee Stadium. And we were we were at Yankee Stadium in August. Uh, we happened to be there on the um, the alumni game, which I found out much later was actually a really big deal. Um, but we were in the bleachers. Like, I don't feel I have been farther from home plate ever in life than I was in Yankee Stadium. And uh, you, it was one of those stadiums where you're in the bleachers. It's, it's like you're in this little cow hole. Like, you cannot leave. You cannot, like, go and walk around anywhere. Um, you, were, you were stuck there. Uh, it, was, it was hot. It was miserable. The, the grade out there was way too gradual, so you felt like you were even farther away. Uh, the people that worked there were just rude. Um, I, I, I've been no. told that I have to tell this story. My my wife, like we're cooking out there. My wife went to get a uh, an ice cream, and so she found a vendor, and the and the vendor told her right away, rather rudely, "Yeah, I don't have any change." So rather than, you know, probably do what he wanted her to, which was just like, you know, oh, just keep it or whatever. <laughs> she was like, you know, forget this. Left and went somewhere else. I think we lasted maybe four innings there. Like we had just such a horrible time. But then went to Shea Stadium, um, you know, a few days later. Uh, had it, it was definitely unassuming. It was not. You know, it was not beautiful or whatever. Uh, the concession options in, in Yankee Stadium were terrible. So I wasn't expecting much when I went to Shea. But I had, like, the best sandwich ever. <laughs> and it was very unassuming. And we weren't, like, way up at the top. We were in the upper deck, but not way, way up in the upper deck. Uh, and it was at the time where, you know, they had started building City Field. 08 was the last year for... For both of them, and and we just had a really a really nice time. It, I mean, it wasn't spectacular, but we were just so turned off by Yankee Stadium. Shea Stadium was great. Go ahead, Mark. Uh, I remember growing up. We probably I probably went to more Yankee games uh, because it was easier. And I had two friends that lived down the block from me, whose father and older brothers were Yankee fans. So it wasn't un- uncommon to say, hey, guys, let's go check out the Yankee game. Let's get $6 bleacher tickets. They're playing the Red Sox. And we would sit in the bleachers, and we would you would hear some of the vile, foulest language you would ever hear in your life. And 
you know, you have little kids there hearing this type of uh, type of profanity against Jose Canseco or Tom Bernanski or whoever was playing uh, right field uh, for the opposing team. And then to top it off, you know, leaving Yankee Stadium in the Bronx, uh, you get lost too coming back home because you try to avoid the traffic. And I, I can remember the Bronx and the, the burned out buildings and the dilapidated neighborhood and uh, some of uh, some of the prostitutes that would hang out there and come to your car window yeah. And ask you for a good time. We, that happened. My buddy and I still talk about that night. This is like 1990, almost, you know, well over 30 years ago. We had a prostitute come up and say, come on, baby, let's have a good time, me and you. Uh, I believe the term is called sex worker. Sex worker. So, yeah, that, that those were the highlights going to Yankee Stadium. Not 1990, and then, it wasn't. Yeah. Oh. The, those, that was the – yeah, it wasn't Julia Roberts coming up to your car. It was uh, somebody that had some venereal damage. Ethel. Right, you didn't right. want to get. Hey! So, yeah, so, you know, Yankee Stadium was fun. Uh, and I always thought it was the better place to watch baseball. I didn't really despise, I didn't despise the Yankees back then and as much as towards the end of the decade. But what you do now? Oh, yeah, yeah. But, you that's, know, Shea Stadium to me was always a little bit further to go out to. But that was my team. And that's where you got to see Gooden and Strawberry and Cone and Hernandez and Carter and Kevin McReynolds and Mookie Wilson and Wally Backman before, you know, everything went to putter there. So, yeah, it's – uh. It was neat growing up with two uh, ballparks uh, within reasonable distance. But the funny thing is, driving down to Philadelphia to see a game was was probably the easiest thing to do in in realms of paying tolls and less prostitutes parking. Yeah, less prostitutes, more cheesesteaks. Well, you know, unless you wind up in Delaware. Yeah. Now, if you drove over to, never mind. <laughs> but yeah, oh, no, uh, I promise. Listeners, I promise we're not going to just crap all over New York for the next hour. And uh, we kind of we kind of hit the ground and took a right turn right off the bat here. Went off right off to Shea Stadium. Um, let, let's try to frame. I like Shea Stadium. Let's try to frame our conversation a little bit here. Um, when you talk New York, New York, like we said, they've got a ton of teams. Uh, they've got two major league baseball, two NFL. Some of them even um, play in the state. Well, that was that was my point. I was getting to. No, there's oh, a reason. Two, uh, you know, two NBA, three NHL. You got MLS teams, I think you got to pair them. But yeah, some play in New York proper, some play in one of the boroughs, some play different states. Well, we're talking New York stadiums. In your your mind, what are we talking about, gentlemen? Well, you're talking Madison Square Garden, Yankee Stadium, Shea, Barclays would be, not Shea, City Field. Those would be, you know, the ones in the five boroughs. But do you include this, the, uh, say, uh, you know, the, where the Islanders play. No. Do you consider no. uh, the Meadowlands part no. of Well, here's the thing. No. Uh, the New York market will always consider the Meadowlands because that's no. where the Jets and Giants play. But for many years, the Devils and Nets played there, and they didn't give no. them any any attention. WFA and the radio station, you know, almost ignored the fact that they wanted three Stanley Cups playing out there. So, uh, I think most New Yorkers that live in the city, yeah, they, they wouldn't consider Newark the rock, the uh, financial center New York, and the Islanders are the island. They play on Long Island, so they probably wouldn't consider them New York proper as well. And if you look at the definition of New York proper, the five well, boroughs, hold, yes. Hold on. Are we talking about New York City or New York State? We're, no, we're talking city. about New York area. We're not talking state because then we have to talk about Buffalo, and nobody wants to do that. No, that's that's – Many hours. Well, away. see, but it's it's labeled as New York, so we're talking about no, New we're York talking about City. The, you know, we're talking about the city. No, I don't. I thought yeah, we're talking about New York State. No, no, New York State. My God, Rochester, Syracuse. 
Well, we don't have to talk about those losers. I, I like Rochester and Syracuse fine, but that's a, a yeah, that's, whole... That's Western New York. That's a yeah. different world right there. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole new world. And there's also two minor league ballparks in, uh, in, in the borough, so there's something else you can do. We're going to get to them, too. As yeah. Tim says, no, I guess not Long Island, so I won't mention the... Yeah. Uh, well, the depends. I mean, there's Islander fans... You know, they played in Brooklyn for a little while. That just tells you they didn't want to go to Brooklyn to see games. They wanted to stay on the island. When we get to them, I'll talk about that, my experience there. Albany. But, but Dave, you've been patient once again. What's up? (laughs) Well, I'd like to point out Dave Dave was acting like he's not from New York. He's being polite. (laughs) (laughs) It's because I'm from Canada. Yeah, he's Canadian. I would like to point out that that the other two guys that are, are getting a little hot about this, you know, New York, New Jersey thing are both from New Jersey, and, and I think well, it's from the Philly area. I, I'm 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 gonna We're say gonna that fight there's tonight. <laughs> We're fighting tonight, dude. I, I'm gonna say that there's a a bit of a rivalry there. There's a bit of animosity between those who are are Jersey people and those who are New York people. No, it's very simple. If you don't play in your own state, I don't have respect for you. And well, the, you don't fire, the Flyers almost played in Camden, although, but they don't. <laughs> Hey, I would love the Jets and Giants to go by the New Jersey moniker, but that's not going to happen. That's not my choice. New Jersey so Jets I, I would better. say, Sorry, as an outsider, as like a, a, a regular guy who's not a New York person, um, the Islanders would be considered New York. The Jets and Giants are considered New York. The Red Bulls are considered New York. Why? Because they say New York. City now, or New York. Right or wrong. I'm agreeing, yeah. Right or wrong. New York metro area, yeah. Right. Okay, well, you are correct then. Yes, I agree. Right or wrong, like, uh, I, this, is, this is how people view it. Um, if, if the Islanders and Long Island were not considered part of New York, then they should have been folded or moved eons ago, right? They still have that, that New York market, even though they have had, like, the worst attendance in the league for I don't know how many years running. You know, that I, to me, that's that's the big that's the big dirty secret of the NHL that the attendance the the attendance for the Islanders has been worse than the Coyotes has been worse than the Hurricanes has been worse than the Florida Panthers. All these teams that you know, oh, they're in the Sun Belt. They don't know anything about hockey. Well, you know what? The five-time uh, Stanley Cup champion, or sorry, four-time Stanley Cup champion, New York Islanders have not been drawing flies for a while. Now, have, uh, have anybody on the panel been able to catch Islanders games, actually first in Nassau Coliseum and then at the Barclays Center? Ne- never in Brooklyn. I've far. done both. So I, I saw one at Nassau, and uh, we had a blast. Yeah. Again, it's, you know, same sort of thing. Um, a smaller place, uh, I would say – uh, it, it would kind of remind me of the, the, the kind of spectrum size, yeah. right? It had that kind of feel to it. Uh, Built around the same time, sure. Good crowd, really good crowd. Like, they were right into it. Uh, we happened to see a – I remember that game. I think it was the first – I think it was the first ever shootout I saw at the end. So, uh, Rick DiPietro was, was the goalie, and, and they were going nuts for him. And, and we had a blast. We had an absolute blast. You know – was it the nicest spot? No, not really. Uh, I can't comment on Brooklyn. I, I've seen enough to know I never want to see the Islanders play in Brooklyn, but uh, I, you, could, you could speak on Brooklyn, Paul. Hang on, Dan's got a point. And you won't see them be playing in Brooklyn either. 
no. So never yeah, happening again. Dave, I share your your fondness for Nassau Coliseum. I thought it was a great hockey barn. You know, very seventies in feel and and everything about it. And yeah, so when did they move to Barclay Center? That was uh, last lockout year. So oh four. No, 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 no. The, the, the broken. 13? It was yeah. thir- twelve or thirteen. Because uh, I, I made the point uh, that they announced it during a lockout. I was like, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I got to go to a game in in Brooklyn, and uh, yeah, Dave, the uh, area around the Barclays Center is well. While it's a step up from the neighborhood around City or around Yankee Stadium, it's still not fantastic. It's definitely not a live work play area. It's very gritty. It's very Brooklyny. Watch your mouth. Brooklyn. Ah, I get it. Um, but anyway, yeah. So we were walking. We actually went over to Junior's Cheesecakes before the game. Oh my God, fantastic! Yeah. If you're if you're in Brooklyn, go to Junior's Cheesecake. Yes, please, hundred times. And you know, have one for me. Have a few slices of cheesecake for me. Um, but anyway, we were walking back to the arena, and there is a subway stop right at the arena. So as we were walking in, all the Islander fans were coming up the stairs, and. You know how usually before a game, everybody, there's anticipation, there's excitement. You could tell that these Islanders fans were miserable about go, having to go into Brooklyn to catch their team. There was not a smile in the bunch, and the atmosphere throughout the game just reflected that. It was it was dead. It was a mausoleum. And not just because it's so dark, and not just because the color scheme is black and gray, but there was just no atmosphere there. So, yeah, it's... Great that they're building their own place and moving on. Everything about that was like just putting a Band-Aid over a wound twice the size, a wound yeah. twice the size. It was never going to be fixed. And you, myself, Paul, many others called how bad that was going to look. Yeah. And it did look bad. So, it, yeah, for aesthetically, who, uh, nobody went. Right. Uh, it's, it's just uh, – it's a beautiful arena. Especially if you like no colors. Yeah, but, monochrome, yeah. Yeah, monochrome. Great. Uh, the scoreboard was off-center. It's Tim Caffer just... Uh, yep. Well, yeah, the, the Barclays Center was built for the Nets. It was a built great, to be a basketball arena. It's, and it's fantastic. It's beautiful. I'm beautiful not, basketball arena. For hockey, it's one of the worst things that's ever been created. Yeah. And uh, it fell apart as I think it, sh- it thought it should. Yeah, so, so when, they, when they fit it up for hockey... Because it didn't line up. Like Tim was just saying, the uh, the rink is not center. So the, the center-hung scoreboard, which is right in the middle of the basketball court, is kind of over on the blue line. So it's kind of weird. Mark? Yeah, actually, 2015, the Islanders uh, moved to Brooklyn. Uh, so, yeah, that just ticked off a lot of Islander fans because, like I said earlier, you know, I think it's like maybe 13 miles away from Nassau Coliseum. Not that far, yeah. But still, it's the traffic, it's the parking, it's going into the city, the same things we complain about from New Jersey. Uh, the Islanders are called the Islanders because they play on Long Island, and that's where they, sh- they should have been. Technically, and Brooklyn's on the island. It's on Manhattan. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, technically, yeah, technically. But, yeah. But what the Islanders should have done is they should have said, we're going to move there for two years, let's renovate our Coliseum, then we'll come back. I know that wasn't the plan. It just worked out that they – they're building another arena out in Long Island. Yeah, they now. renovated Nassau, and now they're building a new one in Belmont. Yeah, Belmont. So they're going to have two arenas out there. I, I guess they can support – I don't know. Can they support two? Who knows? But it's yeah. – uh, yeah, it, it's Islander and, – and the Islanders started winning after a while, too. The Islanders were garbage for so many years after the you know, the Stanley Cup run in the late 80s that 
it was going to a mausoleum. That's what they used to call the Coliseum for for many years, the mausoleum. So 2012, yeah, it was te- announced, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If the team's winning, yeah, the Islander fans are going to come out. They want to see a winning club. I don't blame them. I want to see a winning club, too, for my hockey team. It's been a while. Jim Capper but. wants to know how far is the new arena from Nassau. That's actually, I don't know. Like five I, or six miles. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's right across the parking lot. I think it's about six eight miles. Yeah, it's, it's very literally close. right next to the racetrack. It's, it's right next like, to the Belmont racetrack. It's yeah. the Belmont. Yeah. yeah, it's very close. It's very close. So my big experience going to Nassau Coliseum was to see indoor lacrosse games way back in the day. New York Saints, and whenever they would show uh, Ranger scores, all the Islander fans would start. You know, screaming 1940 or last place Rangers. So even at, even at lacrosse games, you know, the Islander fans were rubbing into the Rangers. Last place Rangers. Oh, that's awesome. You know what's awesome about the hockey rivalry in New York? Dennis Potman has not played since what? When did he retire? 1980, 1981? Oh, no. You can still go to a game. Oh, no, not 81, 90, 91. 91. Yeah. That was off by a decade. Um <laughs> Uh, you, you know, you go to a Ranger game and you still hear people chanting "Pot Van sucks." Eighty-eight, nineteen eighty-eight. Yeah, that was close. Yeah. Oh yeah, they still hate him out there. Didn't? Um, don't you think though that the Islanders moving as bad as as bad as that was, as bad a deal as it was to go to Brooklyn? Don't you think it needed to happen though? Like they needed to leave to get what they wanted because how many years were they oh. toiling and and like New York politics right, right. Is, is crazy. I, it, like him or hate him, like the idea or hate the idea, I'm not sure the New Yankee Stadium or City Field would have been built without uh, Rudy Giuliani, you know, kind of pulling a fast one on his way out of uh, on his way out of office. <laughs> I, I don't think it would have happened. <laughs> I love the like him or hate him thing. That was before too. he went crazy. Well, yeah. Maybe before he was. Never mind. Yeah. Well, New Yorkers yeah, didn't like him before, and they don't like him after. It's all. That's yeah. what I've been told. I've just, you know, it's. Uh, yeah, because I think I think those were two new ballpark, two major league stadiums that were built first time in God knows how long. I mean, that's why the Jets and Giants don't play in the city. Right. New York has such a bad luck of teams either moving out or, I, I and I know it's because of space. It's like, well, where are you putting this one? And the, but I mean, there, there's some land you can. I, I, I do feel for New York fans sometimes because at any moment, like, well, we're going to build a new arena. No, we're not. Well, five years we're leaving and going to Kansas or California. Well, <laughs> it's like, wait, hold on, this is not my problem. Fix well, it. it. It's funny. I was looking at some video of mine from 1994, and I'm standing in front of. I have a video of the Omni. I was in Atlanta. The Omni, the Georgia Dome, Atlanta, uh, Fulton County. And they were building the Olympic Stadium. Yeah. All of those are gone now, replaced by new stadiums. You know, you go back to New York City in 1994, you still have a lot of the same venues hanging around. Uh, you know, Some cities build them quick, others don't. Dave. Yeah. So being that the day we are recording this is the day before the inauguration, here's a little bit of a, a what-if thought for you. Oh, boy. Um, before the current slash former president of the United States decided to run for office, excuse me. His goal was once again 
to purchase an NFL franchise. And he had put in a bid to buy the Buffalo Bills. Yep. And he uh, was uh, verbal about the importance of Western New York and and the Bills need to stay where they are. They just need a new stadium, blah, 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 blah. I think it's fair to say that nobody in Buffalo, nobody up here, nobody anywhere, believed that that Donald Trump would have kept the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. There is no doubt he would have made a play to find a spot in New York, in New York City proper, to put that team. Mm-hmm. If he would have got the Bills, how different would life have been? And would he have would he have been able to find a spot for them in New York? Uh, there was a, where was that spot that the Jets were going to build? That was on the west side, west side of Manhattan on the uh, west side Parkway or Javits Center next to Javits <laughs> Center. Yeah. Good, uh, that, was, that was lunacy. There was no way that was going to happen. Tim's going to move the Bills to the uh, USFL. <laughs> well, judging, judging by the way he ran the country, the Bills would continue to yeah. be in well, yeah, <laughs> let me Let me just answer, Dave, serious answer for a second. It would have fallen apart like everything else does. Well, that's true. But couldn't you see him making a play to, to take a chunk of Central Park and Probably, dump sure. a stadium in the middle? Yeah. It sounds silly, and if you've ever been to Central Park, you're like, there's no way. But I, he, it, No, it doesn't it sound that silly at all. No, no, it doesn't. Everything you're saying is very viable and is a very good one, if considering. So, do you, Are you all aware that the Yankees came oh so very close to playing at the Meadowlands? No. Yeah, that was that was like early seventies. It was mid seventies. Yeah, Steinbrenner had. I think it was all done except for the signing on the dotted line that he was going to build a stadium next to the new football stadium, mid to late seventies, and the Yankees were going to play in New Jersey. You see what I mean? <laughs> you see what I mean? <laughs> There's always this threat of losing your team. It's like well, I joke around. I joke around because of the rivalry thing. I don't care past the joking rivalry thing, but I just think about the Dodgers and other teams that have moved. I'm like, it it oh, must I be mind-numbingly annoying. What do you mean, I mean? I, I mean, how many your mom still have, mad about it? How many? Well, no, she, well, she's, I don't know. <laughs> but you, <laughs> you mentioned it. You're the one that said yeah, it. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, yeah, there were people pissed off at the Dodgers or Giants moved. But I don't well, think what any, I'm has any team moved? There's, well, no, but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is New York, more than any other area and city, really, um, well, apparently you know, every team in California, too, uh, has this you know cloud over hanging over their head. Like if there's a disagreement about a stadium and where it's going to go, team is gone. Even the Yankees wow. could leave. You just explained it. That sucks. Well, they probably said what they could leave and, and still – have huge attendance because they're, they're they're a national team. So sure, except that team that's going to move will be that down. this is 2020 and that was 1960 something. And hey, the Red Sox yeah. almost moved out of Boston in that, that same time period. But you know what? Let's move back. But to now New York. it's not. It's not stadiums. It's not. It's television. It's yeah. streaming. It like that's where the money's coming from. There is no way that. That the Yankees are, would move anywhere no. away from wow. the New yeah. York market, yeah. right? Like I would never say never. Even the Islanders, it's it's the it's the TV, it's the, it's the deal to be on 
whatever I don't know if they're on MSG Plus or, or uh, the big one. streaming would have saved the uh, whatever the Dodgers. The, well, the, the Brooklyn the, Dodgers? Yeah, they got yeah, <laughs> they got they got such a great deal to go out there. Yeesh. But I mean, the Islanders were the one team they, that threatened Kansas City. I, I heard, or was that Pittsburgh? That was Pittsburgh. There was yeah, I, but they're still there. They just moved to Brooklyn, and the Nets, you know, initially played on Long Island, and then they moved to Jersey, and then they moved back to New York. So there you go. We got a team that came back. So, yeah, we were talking about the Barclays Center. Um, I, I'm trying to tie up loose ends here. Uh, yeah, Barclays Center for basketball. I don't think any of us has, has been. But, no. Not um, this, I've never the, been inside the building. The arena was built specifically for basketball, and from everything I've heard, it's a beautiful, beautiful place to catch a game. But it's, it's kind of weird. Uh, if you've been to the Barclays Center, the color scheme is black and gray. It's very dark. The, the lighting is, even in the concourses, is very dim. The lighting in the seating bowl is non-existent. That's why they call it the dark lay center, because there's no lights. You, <laughs> you, uh, you literally can't find your seat once the game starts because they shut all the lights off. I never heard of that. But they had before. they did that on purpose. Like they were yeah. talking about like that sort of Lakers. Um, right. it, it was something that the Lakers had started, where you know when it comes to game time, like it's like a theater, right? The house house lights are off and all yep. the focus is on the floor. And, they fixed it uh, hard, though. I stepped on somebody's nachos when I was there. <laughs> I yeah, but yeah, that that was a conscious decision, um, to to do that same sort of thing to but, yeah. have the 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 seating bowl dark, and the focus all be on the floor. Very, yeah, very modern, very, very nice. Day. I would like to go back there for the net, for the uh, Nets. Um, we started this podcast talking about City Field and the new Yankee Stadium. Um, and Mark, you said you really like City Field. I know that I really enjoy City Field. And Dave, you said I, I like City Field. Yeah, so why sure. is it not more well received among us stadium geeks? Why yeah. does it not receive the love? Maybe it should. I, I don't think it's ranked as one of the best, but I don't think it's ranked as one of the worst. It's sort of, kind of top fifteen, maybe middle of the pack. That? I mean. Maybe if the team starts winning, you may see something different. But it's uh, I know New Yankee Stadium doesn't get a lot of love just because it's a giant museum and overpriced. But uh, That's the thing about New York. We'll probably get into that. We'll yeah. touch on the price. Yeah, I think that could be the big reason. Yeah, I, I don't think City Field's in the top ten, maybe some some top tens. But, it wouldn't uh, be in mine. Like I'm with you. It's middle of the pack, but I like it. I like it a lot better yeah. than Yankee Stadium. Yeah, it's you know it just happens to fall into you know top twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Not the end of the world, but not the not the elite. Yeah. I think it's a I think it's a product of the time, and it's not about it's not about City Field as much as it's about everywhere else, right? Like, is there I mean, any can't... way? Is there anything that they could have done? Here's here's my thinking. Uh, my favorite's PNC Park in Pittsburgh. Is there anything they could have done at City Field in New York? To make it better than PNC, and to they could overlook with a view of the impound lots. Nothing. <laughs> you know, like, like in that that classic like Mickey's trailer cartoon, where you know they're all the, the trailers there, and it's all you know this nice sort of farmland, and the birds are whatever, and then they get ready to leave, and the whole backdrop folds up, and you see that they're outside the dump, right? Like, there's there's nothing that they can do. To get that backdrop, and to me, 
it, and we could argue about you know what the most important things are in the ballpark. To me, one of the most important things are my sight lines. So, you know, the, to me, the sight lines are best in Pittsburgh. There's nothing that there's nothing that can beat them. There's no way that there's like well, you know, Toronto's talking about a new park. There's no way that they're going to be able to do anything that's as good as Pittsburgh. They just can't. They don't have a spot for it. Same with same with City Field. It's just there's so many other ones who have got you know. Well, I like this a little bit better than City Field, and I like that a little bit better than City Field. Yeah, I like this like a little Petco bit better than City Field. Target like, Field, yeah. All right, so compare and contrast City Field with Yankee Stadium, which is I think pretty universally panned by all baseball fans. <laughs> it's a tourist Why? spot. Why? Why? Why is Yankee? Why did Yankee Stadium not work? It cost a billion dollars to build for crying out loud. They charged the people a billion dollars to go in. That that was the big thing at the beginning, right? Like the the, the the costs were just astronomical to the point where it was visible, right? And, and uh, I I want to say the Yes Network had had direction from the Yankees as to what they could show on television and what they couldn't because they they sort of took that premium seating idea to the next level, and everything that was close the to the boat, field yes. was crazy expensive. And I, I don't know if you've seen the, the 30 for 30 on um, – it's called the house that Steinbrenner built. And they showed these these guys, these bleacher creature guys who had had tickets forever in uh, in old Yankee Stadium. And they got there and, and you know, what's out in the center field now, the, the, the giant uh, video that bar, board yeah. and, and whatever, and it kind of jets out. Well, now they have obstructed views. Right, right. Right? Um, and pretty seriously obstructed. It's like yeah. you can't even see center and left field, center and yeah. right field from where they are. Yeah. Here's the here's the big one to me. So, what's the what's the touristy kind of thing about about New Yankee Stadium? Like, if you're going to go to Yankee Stadium, what do you have to see? The Hall of what is it called? The Hall of Numbers or Monument Park? Monument Park. Monument Park. Before right? the game, because they close it. Exactly. So. If you're going to go see Monument Park, you need to get there as soon as it opens, and you need to hustle and bustle to get into line there because about 15 minutes after the gates open, that line is going to be shut off, and there's going to be cranky ushers that are yelling at you, no, no, you're not going to get in. Don't go. Don't get in line. We went. I wanted to go. Nope. Well, suddenly that's a big disappointment. Right? We got in. And, and they put it the in. Ushers. They've put it in a spot where, you know, oh, wow, the, the players are happy about it. But if I want to go to see, you know, that kind of area in Cleveland, I can do it anytime I want. Okay. Or in Chicago at, at uh, guaranteed rate. I can, I can go out in center field and stand by the statue of Minnie Minoso anytime I want. They didn't let us down there. You well, know what? That's <laughs> – that, that they that there there is a sometimes it happens sometimes it doesn't but if you tell somebody hey I want to go to this specific shop they'll let you go as long as you promise to come back or you can also sneak in through the kid zone on the upper deck and walk down yeah Dave yeah. your point your point's an excellent one and uh, yeah it's it's like you said maybe it's more museum I mean the the tour of Yankee Stadium is out of this world it's probably the best one I've gone on because in addition to Monument Park, they've got that Yankee Hall of Fame museum that's tucked up. It's not. It's up by the Great Hall. 
And, yeah, just when you walk in, the Great Hall with these giant banners of all the Yankee legends as you first walk in there in the ballpark. It's just amazing. But, yeah, as far as the game experience, it's expensive. Is, is it the most expensive ticket in the major leagues? It's got to be. I don't know. And is Fenway or San Francisco? The well, Fenway. Fenway is always number two, I think. And Fenway is not the Cubbies. Maybe the Cubs, yeah. They're pro- they're, yeah, they're, they're, you know. It's yeah to get an affordable seat at Yankee Stadium. You're you're about a hundred feet up in the air, and you know three hundred fifty feet from home plate. Let's so. look it up. Most expensive baseball ticket, so. twenty nineteen. Wow. So according to the Fan Cost Index of twenty nineteen, it is one, two, three, four, fifth. I would not have called that. Wow. Let Behind me, the Cubs. Let me get so I can. Yeah, Cubs, Red Sox, Astros, Toronto. Nope. And Nationals. See, I'm on another site where Nationals. Number two. <laughs> this is well you got it, this is yeah. for twenty nineteen. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, good. Alright, so yeah. never mind what we just said, people. Here are the numbers, like two hundred the fan cost index is two hundred and ninety three dollars and ninety six cents. And the fan cost index, for those of you who don't know, is the price that it would cost a family of four to go to a game. So they include the price of parking for, I think, for average tickets. I don't think they go high or low. They, I think they go average. Um, like Grandstand tickets four, are 10. Four hot dogs, um, you know, just two beers, two sodas. Eat, eat at home, like drink at home. Two hats and a program, I think, is the fan cost index. $292. And that's why people go to minor league baseball. Absolutely. I mean, that's ridiculous, 290 Five dollars almost to see a Yankee game. I mean, the average is two hundred and thirty-four. Yeah. And baseball is the cheapest of the four sports. Right? I, I, well, you know what? If, if I'm going with kids, you know, we're going oh, okay. on a here's, here's the uh, the fan cost index: <laughs> the prices of four average tickets, two small beers, four small soft drinks, four regular hot dogs, parking for an hour, two game programs. And two least expensive adult size adjustable yeah. caps. Oh, see, I was I was off there's, by a program. Please, there's a lot of stuff yeah. in there. The parking, yeah. and I would suggest anybody who goes to see a game at Yankee Stadium is to, to take mass transit if you can. Now, if a group of people go, like maybe four or five, drive and split the parking. Uh, last time I was there, I think it was about twenty bucks if you found a cheap spot. I got and, paid forty-five. Uh, but then, yeah, it's sometimes you get, you know you got to look around. And you're looking around the Bronx. I'm which, not looking you know, around the Bronx. Yeah. <laughs> most people aren't. <laughs> when you're young, you don't care. But I think I'm just taking mass transit. Uh, City Field, there's a parking lot. I don't, you can't take mass transit there. Uh, but for me, it would be easier to take my, to drive there. And I think that was about 20-some bucks. Probably more now. That was about four or five years ago I was last there. Yeah. Yeah, and Yankee Stadium really emphasized the the – experience like the, there's you know you get like the $20 steak sandwich at the fancy place there or you can go eat at the hard rock before the game and the like, yeah it's I don't know it's not old school that's pretty sure so we've got all these uh sports facilities that have kind of you know gotten a bad rap or just aren't well loved but there is an exception to the rule in New York City is they're not I'm talking about Madison Square Garden absolutely why? It's, why? Why? Why is that considered different than all the rest? Well, because I've been there and it's a hole. I'm start with it. location. Yep. 
Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're – I can't imagine what it would cost to park around there. Uh, that was uh, – But you're so right. I went there once for hockey, and I, I parked in a garage right across the street, and I paid 50 bucks. I can Ooh. see that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, what is the – what's the I've station there? Is it Penn Station that's right yeah. there? Penn Station. Um, so, you know, the location is – is amazing. Like, Downtown Manhattan, yes. Oh, man, you, you can't get – I don't know if you can get better, really. You can walk uh, to Times Square. You can walk to Broadway. You can walk to the yeah. district. It's all right there. But but here's the other thing. And, you know, we complained for years about cookie-cutter baseball parks. They're all the same. They're all the same. They're all the same. And, you know, we've tried to – we've talked about it with hockey arenas a little bit. You know, they're all kind of the same, you know. When when Tim was on talking about Montreal, you know, like yeah, they're all kind of the same. Madison Square Garden's not the same. It's unique, you know. It's you know when you're when you're on the floor, you're in what the fifth story or something like that, right? It's it it fits right into into that Manhattan sort of look to it. it looks like a big office building in, in some cases, um, and uh, like all of the all of the drafts that they've held there, well, not all of them, I guess, but um, many of them were in like the is it a theater that's underneath kind of the the main floor or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's to me Madison Square Garden is unique. I, I've I've only been there for Ranger game. I did the tour there, um, and yeah, it was uh, we had a blast. We had an absolute blast there. And I'm I'm not a Rangers fan per se, but you know. <laughs> Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, Madison Square Garden. We have never driven there because growing up in New Jersey, you just drive to Newark, and you park your car, and you take the path train, and it drops you off right there. That would have been the smart move for us to yeah. like, drive yeah, to the uh, pavement and then take the train in. I've seen the Knicks. I've seen the Globetrotters. I've seen the Circus, and I've seen arena football there. So. Um, yeah, it's it's a very special, distinct place uh, to see a game. I don't go. I mean, I have a. I don't think I've been to a game there in over twenty years, so it's been quite some time. I know they've renovated it, uh, so I'm not quite sure what it looks like. But yeah, you know, MSG is you know one of the most famous venues here in the states uh, for sports and entertainment. It just goes beyond basketball and hockey. Uh, and you're right, it's in perfectly placed in uh, Manhattan, so it's footsteps of, of almost anything that you can imagine. So yeah, and we at one point it's it's hard to hard to get your head around this. At one point the Knicks were like a side attraction when it came to basketball at MSG. It was. It was like it was it was the college basketball yes. place. Yes. And uh, there's a ton of literature out there on all of the issues with gambling and oh, yeah. point shaving, uh, with all of these different New York uh, colleges, City College and Long Island University, and they all played at MSG, and that was the place, and it was the place for college basketball, and the Knicks were god-awful, and nobody cared about the Knicks at that time. Does now, anybody care about the Knicks now? Hey, we're the NIT. No, they're 7-8. and eight. <laughs> they won two in a row. <laughs> the NIT was always the at bigger, Madison Square Garden, yeah, right. even before the NCAA tournament was the tournament. The NIT yep. was the it was, tournament. It was. It was. It was at yes. MSG. CC, CC, CCNY? Yep. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I've only been there once. I went there for a Rangers game, and this was before the renovations. I've heard the renovations are just outstanding. Yeah. The sky bridge and all that stuff. Um, if if you ask my wife about FSG, she will uh, instantly go into angry mode because uh, we sat up near the back in one of the corners, and there was, I don't know, there was a cement outcropping next to us. And I think somebody near us used the, the hidden corner as a bathroom because our seats smelled like urine the whole game. So it was not yeah. a great experience. Damn. Damn. I grew up. As uh, as uh, Tim just said in the chat, MSG is a WWE shrine, and I and I say more so than boxing at any level, MSG was built on the back of Jess McMahon, Vince McMahon Senior, and Vince McMahon Junior. Period. Uh, that is a wrestling mecca. That is a WWF WWE shrine. So I grew up with this big, huge reverence of this building and of course the rangers and their history and and and, and well and the next i never care uh but, but you know all this builds up builds up and i finally decide i'm gonna go phil collins is gonna tour again i've seen him in philly last year I'm gonna go to his msg show just to say i finally went to master square garden i was underwhelmed <laughs> I mean, maybe it was all the years of the mystique and this um, lifting up to this building and this this grand, this is the world's greatest arena. And it was just another arena. It didn't feel different. It did not feel different. After you walk through Dirty Penn Station and walk up the stairs, I was uh, I was like, huh. I mean, it's not... It's not bad. It's not like that's the worst thing I've ever said. It. That would be Baltimore Arena. <laughs> that is the worst arena I've ever had the displeasure of planting my ass on a seat, and I've been there twice. Another, that's an NWA WCW mecca, is if we're comparing it to wrestling terms. And the same, it was like the Baltimore Arena. What a dump. But anyway, MSG, I would, I won't besmirch the name by calling it a dump, but it was just like, oh, uh, you know, I was there. Moving on. It, it's also a, a again, it's a spot that has one of the most iconic features in any arena, right? Like yeah. that yeah. ceiling. Yep. Is it is it not part of the logo? Well, past the ceiling, I, I was like, you know, yeah, cool. Oh, the, the well, I've seen it used for the MSG network in the past, but yes, yeah, so the, the next logo. logo. I don't. Yeah. See, I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna call you out on this, Dan, and I don't often. I don't often do this. Good. Mm-hmm. That's I don't fully understand the love that you guys have for Hershey Park Arena. Oh, having, oh, oh, don't call me. Been there? Don't, don't call me. I, I have to look at that stupid goddamn thing. Every time I look up, there's a Hershey Park Arena picture, and, I, well, and I'm not allowed to hang my spectrum picture. Oh, don't my. call me out. Call Kelly out on that. Okay. Uh, is, is Dan bad? But, but yes. But here's the thing, and you said this, Dan. You said, you know, I walked in here and I felt like stuff went down here. But how could you not feel that walking in at MSG? It's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it was the long wait and the very long walk that should have I, – I don't know. You, uh, you would think that because when I walked in the building, I'm like – Greatness happened here. Hockey, boxing, wrestling. This is like the place. Everything they say on TV, 
this is the place where you're supposed to feel like that. And by the time I sat down, I had like an initial, hey, wow. And then I looked around and I was like, huh. Is still coming out yet? <laughs> it was very short-lived. Maybe it was because... You went to a concert instead of a sporting event? Maybe it's that. Maybe yeah. it was that. I'd love to go back. I, I want to see. Uh, we could debate on how good the Rangers and the Islanders are at every given time, just like any other sports team. But I think I need the full experience I need to see before whatever they do with it, however long it lasts. I would like to see Islanders <laughs> Rangers there before I, before I, before the arena dies. Um. That's what I, I – I think I would have to reevaluate when I can go there and walk around and actually experience the entire arena instead of just walking through while everybody's tired of standing there, sitting in the seats, waiting for an old man to come out, and then leaving as fast as possible because you got to get in the train to get back to Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And MST is now the oldest arena in both the NHL and the NBA. Am I right? Or am I not right? Oh, it's, I, I believe, I believe it's, it's the so. oldest in the NBA at least. Uh, yeah, because Oakland's no, no longer in Oakland. 68 is 68? the new building. Yeah. I think yeah, so. Yeah, this is actually the third Madison Square Garden. Yes. This, that's another reason. That name, Madison Garden, has been around for well over a century. So. Right. And that's why uh, the garden in Boston is called the garden, because the original plan was to build Madison Square Gardens all over the country. Oh, yeah. I don't think garden. it got farther than... Boston and maybe one Cincinnati of Gardens. I think that was different, though. Yeah. I think that was based off of the Toronto Arena in some ways. Or it was based off of one of the gardens. I don't uh, think Cincinnati Gardens was a was a, a replica of Maple Leaf Gardens. Okay. Okay. A smaller version. Uh, okay. We'll say that for Cincinnati. Don't you okay. miss the days when they named a, a place the Garden? Just have yeah. Nice, nice when they named it after the city? You know, we I just finished this big, huge, massive yeah. book on the uh, founding of the Ottawa Senators, the new Ottawa Senators, not the Ottawa Senators of the original Ottawa Silver Seven. Um, and the original name of the arena there was the Palladium. The Palladium, you're right. And I was like, that's, that's a, cool a great name. name. Yeah, that's a great name for an arena. And the then Palladium. of course, you know, they needed money and Corral Center, right? It became the Corral Center, and yeah. then it was a Scotiabank something. And now it's Canadian Tire Center. But, yeah, Palladium, it's a great name. Yeah, but just like the Spectrum, a great name for an arena. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The Centrum in, Wo- in Worcester. What's that? What's oh, Centrum. That? It's not the ECU Center. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it used to be called the Centrum. We have a, we have a car, car guy here in Worcester. The Summit um, in Houston, yeah. That's, that's the first place I learned how they get crushed cars for monster trucks. The interview was done by the guy at the, the Centrum. Oh, yeah. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. No, 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 no. There was an interview where they explained oh. how they make the how they actually check the cars and crush them and remove the fuel tank and all this shit for the monster truck. And it was this guy with the heaviest accent talking about, we, 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 you know, we control the cars here, Worcester. And, and he does, he's he doing this whole interview, and I'm just going, uh-huh. Yes. What? Can we um? Can we go back to, back to crush cars? Can we go back to slagging on Yankee Stadium for a minute? <laughs> yeah, yeah F that stadium. <laughs> oh, anytime any, any you want to go off on the Yankees, go for it. Dave, you Actually, this, always talk bad about the Yankees. This is not necessarily about the Yankees. Oh, jeez. Um, oh, but but you know what? Yankee Stadium bothers me for this reason, for two things. Uh, the Pinstripe Bowl and NYCFC. 
Oh, yeah. What a horrible venue for those things. Right? Have you seen a game there? God, no. I wanted to, but my dad didn't want to. Did, don't, doesn't it? Doesn't the soccer pitch not fit, so they no. have to alter the dimensions? Is, am yeah, I, right? I think a little bit, yeah. Well, yeah. That's, that's because they thought they were going to build a soccer stadium there, and they can't, so now they're stuck at Yankee Stadium, but it's it's better than playing nowhere. So, Well, in, in attempting to prep for this, I tried to look up and see where they were at with, with their stadium, and, you know, it just seems like they're spinning their wheels. There's a well, – well, tip- just before you finish, Dave, I just want to add to it just so you can go into it. It's a good opportunity. Tim asked earlier, I've been trying to look for a way to fit it in. With MLS teams moving forward, soccer-specific stadium, why hasn't NYFC built their own stadium like the Red Bull space location money? What's the issue? Sorry. thought it was good. Well, one, one of the up? issues was um, the Islanders because uh, <laughs> they, they, they bid. They bid for the same spot that the Islanders ended up getting. <laughs> yeah, Belmont Park. Uh, the New um, York Cosmos wanted that spot, too. <laughs> but there's just, you know, it's – Back in the 70s, we marked? No, politics. recently, the third division team. Yeah. Oh. The third so there, division team wanted it. Okay, sorry, Dave. There's a spot. Uh, apparently, there's some parking lots not far from Yankee Stadium where there's a group that's trying to push – you know, they're trying to push um, – building a soccer stadium into parking lots there. Uh, there's talk of a uh, spot near um, City Field. But then, you, you know, are you are you getting too far away from your, your fan base? Like how localized is your NYCFC fan base, right? Is it, is the Bronx it like would a, be a good spot for them, right? Is it a Bronx thing or, you know, can they actually make a, a move to Queens like that? Um, personally, I just say forget it, you know. Go to Red Bull Arena, and who cares that it's in Jersey? It's uh, right. So yeah, you're talking it's, about it's a, a nice one. It's one of my. I was going to try to segue that way. Yeah, let's have so, more professional teams play in New Jersey called New York. <laughs> yeah. So, so where do the Red Bulls? Where Harrison, Red Bull Stadium? They play in Harrison, New Jersey, which is right across the river from Newark. Uh, very close. You know, I, I don't. I, I I don't know if there's mass. There is mass transit. And, it, yeah, that you could take the path. It stops at Harrison. Uh, so people from New York City can get there without driving or taking it's, the bus. It's easy, It's an easy drive. I, we drove there. Yeah. And it's a nice place, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it's a soccer-specific venue. It's perfect It's a size. soccer arena. Yes. Which is, I think, I can't think of anyone that is really kind of like that in MLS. Some of the newer ones that they're looking at, like, I think Cincinnati, well, you know what? It's kind of like Minnesota, I guess. You know, fully enclosed um, in this, you know, rounded uh, sort of thing. Um, not like uh, it, it's not like uh, BMO, where it's you know definitely different sets of grandstands kind of put together. You know, uh, a lot of the NFL stadiums are like that, where you know, left side, right side, east side, west side. You know. Yeah, it's um, done right. It's done right. And I, the problem with New York City FC is they're sort of like in a position where they would like their own stadium, but playing at Yankee Stadium is not the end of the world, even though it's not made for soccer and the field's shorter. Uh, and they would be better off playing at their own venue where they would probably you know, benefit from, I don't know, sweet money ticket sales, all things that I'm sure the New York Yankees are getting uh, for having them play there. 
but you're also playing the Yankee Stadium. You're also attracting 23,000, 25,000 people a game. So I guess they're okay with it for now, but I think eventually, you know, they're, they're going to have to get a new stadium. And I don't see New York City FC building their own stadium without some major help. It's going to be very difficult. You know, we saw the Red Bulls, I mean, have always been based in New Jersey. They were the New York, New Jersey Metro Stars at Giant Stadium at one time, and they built their new stadium. They became the Red Bulls. So, uh, yeah, build, build, you could share a stadium in New Jersey or you could build one in New York City, but good luck. I'll be waiting. And I, th- I think the um, the backstory on Red Bull Arena involved some political shenanigans. No. Uh, so I think the building of that place was not yeah. fully on the up and up. Well, I don't yes. remember the exact details. Yes, but. I think they wanted it in Newark, and then Harrison made a play. Uh, even though they're they're right, the two cities are next door to each other. But Harrison wanted the attention to have a new stadium, and there's a lot of bars within walking distance there. Maybe not some of the greatest bars in the world, but. <laughs> It's it's a cool spot. I love. I you know it's funny. Every now and then I get phone calls from um, the Red Bulls asking me why I haven't been out to a game in several years. I still live in Indianapolis. A little I bit love of those phone calls. They crack me up. <laughs> yeah. They do. They'll, they'll have a conversation with me too. It's usually some intern. Yep. That's the Rocky to get some wife ideas. called me not too long ago. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm like. Okay, so when you dialed this phone number, did you happen to look at the area code? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in your phone. So, yeah. yeah, I was just thinking when you talked about political shenanigans, if uh, if you ever want to explore how Shea Stadium got built, that is another fascinating story that uh, I couldn't that, do justice. So I'm not going to really. Yeah, that was it. supposed to be the home for the Dodgers initially. Like that was the plan, even before the Continental League came about. Yeah. So yeah, that's but, a, but let's uh, let's stay in Jersey. No, this, yeah. for the Red Bulls. And uh, let's head up to Newark. We'll, we'll go. Uh, let's you know, not we'll say we did. We'll take well, a uh, ride up the turnpike, as it were. Dinosaur um, Barbecue? Prudential Center. They closed one it, of, didn't they? One of my favorite places to catch a hockey game. Wow, that's awesome to hear. Yeah, yeah, not anybody, anybody else showed up to share that thought. Well, well that's why I like it. It can spread out. <laughs> didn't they close Dinosaur Barbecue in Newark? No, don't tell me these. Well, just, I don't know. Let's look I thought they up. did. I thought we posted about it. Oh, boy. Yeah, they closed a bunch of them. Um, but anyway, uh, you guys' experiences at the Rock? Yep. No, temporary closed. Yeah, my experience is driving past it. Yeah. Uh, great place for hockey. Newark, drive by it. Yeah, compared to the uh, Meadowlands Arena, great food, great sight lines. I love how the Devils are front and center there, whereas in the Meadowlands it was Comparing like – Comparing anything to Meadowlands Arena let, let, like let, let, Let's just take a banner here, you know? You, you know what those, I mean? You got all those Stanley Cup banners hanging up. Yeah, I hear you getting loud. You know, I, you talk over everybody else. I got to hey, talk hey. over you now, it's, son it's, of a bitch. Uh, I'm living on the glory days. I'm like the <laughs> Yankee fans. Yeah. Living on glory days. Yeah, it's just like the Flyers have been living on the glory days since 1975. Oh, boy. So, yeah, I, I like the – I mean, it's in Newark. It's not the best neighborhood, but during uh, – during a game, you have a lot of traffic. A lot of people are out there, so you should you you're safe. Don't feel like you're oh, something's yeah. going to happen to you. You're also you're <laughs> also not too yeah. You're also not the dinosaur barbecue. You know. It it does say it's temporary closed right. Block away. I love it. Yeah. Um, right and there's like people that say, "Don't go to the Tweeter Center. You're in Camden." I'm like, "Yeah." And I'd rather be in Newark than the Bronx. Let's just put it. That <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we decided one time to go to a game and stay in Newark. After the game, it was on one of our big road trips. 
So in the daytime, we stayed, the hotel was maybe four or five blocks away. It's a really historic old thing of the Brown Hotel, maybe, I want to say. But I'm not sure about that. But walking to the game from the hotel was beautiful during the daylight. Then after the game, you get more than a block away from the rock in any direction, and now you're in a ghost town. Yeah. And, and, you know, I I used to live in Baltimore, in in one of the work parts of Baltimore. (laughs) So it it takes a lot to scare me, but I was like, Pam, let's start walking faster. Yeah. Let's get back to the hotel no, quick. No, I would, yeah. Well, you gotta, you got to know where to go. And, unfortunately, Newark still has a segment to a lot of people, not only in New Jersey but out of New Jersey. Yeah. But you're not that far. I don't think you're that far from Penn Station. You're, you're no, a little it's, bit of it's a, very convenient for uh, yeah. for uh, public transportation. And yeah. You're a little bit of a walk from the Ironbound section, which is the Portuguese area, which is totally safe. That's one but of the most you know what, walking from there, because I've done yeah. that, walking from there up to the rock, you got to kind of go up under an underpass. Yeah, it's, it's not and the best. And if you go in the winter, that's where all the uh, the homeless people kind of yeah. Oh, yeah. hide because it's a little warmer there. I must be like a doctor there or something. But, yeah, we walked by, and all of a sudden there's, they were stacked like cordwood. Up in little, they all had their little cubby holes they built. It was amazing. I just want to point out uh, real quick that my, my buddy from uh, Uniondale, is listening, and I hope he missed everything that you guys said about Nassau County Coliseum. Well, he can listen to it again and <laughs> direct his comments to uh, me. Yeah, yeah. You can, Derek, Derek, sir, you can direct all your hateful comments. Uh, hey, I, I, I had a great time watching indoor lacrosse there, so <laughs> I just hated paying the toll oh, over uh, the bridges. Derek and I have been friends for about 10 years now, and we've had this fun uh, Islanders Flyers thing going on, and I have been very honest with him uh, about uh, – he's a good guy, so I wish better I wish better for him for his uh, hockey team, and we both agreed that the move to Brooklyn was stupid and wasn't going to last, and he also has sometimes, because he works uh, – I, I won't reveal where he works, but he has uh, his ear to information. So if you guys ever got an update on the um, – Situation with the Islanders in our DMs or on the site, it was uh, from him to me. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, he was the one that let me know before it was kind of public that this arena for near Belmont was going. Was a go, I mean. And um, listen, I it, it's fun to go. It, it's not so much fun, but it's fun to go back and watch those games where they spanked the Flyers. <laughs> Uh, in the old Nassau County. Just the sidebar about the Flyers. Everybody talks about how we haven't won since 1975. Does, does everybody realize that the Flyers ran into two, three dynasties in the 80s and 90s, and that's what stopped them? Like, how unlucky can you get? Don't put, don't rub your eyes, Mark. I got to be honest, Dan. The only person I ever hear complain about the Flyers not winning since 1975 is you. <laughs> <laughs> because you have no friends in Philadelphia except me. Yeah, okay. Yeah, come to Broad Street. Yeah, 80, 85, 87. You're right. Oh. Well, they, right. No, no, no. Very seriously. They ran into the Oilers, where you weren't stopping the goddamn Gretzky. They ran into the Islanders Island, before that. They ran into the Islanders before that that were like, nah, no, nah, sorry, Philly. <laughs> and they ran into the goddamn Red Wings. And, and the Canadians in 76. And the Canadians, yeah. So they started that. <laughs> That's their fault. Thank you. And then the goddamn Blackhawks started on them. Yeah. God damn it. Anyway. Then, well, then 97. The Penguins in there. How about Detroit? 
We didn't lose against. We never got to. Um, Did they make the finals, finals in '97? Yeah, but well, that was Detroit. Yeah, they lost it. Well, that was kind of a powerhouse team. That's not, that's, I just said Detroit. I said the oh, Red Wings. Okay. The okay. Okay. All right. Can you imagine if we ever did a show focused on Philly? We'd just oh, turn on the recording I would, and let the I would talk. Listen, I spent a lot of time in Philadelphia because it was much cheaper. I could talk about showing up, showing the vet state, uh, the vet with my Met jersey on, and getting laughed at. Oh, am I gonna have a boohoo story about how? Oh, to that'd be good. That'd probably be a very exciting episode. Hey, I don't want to hear it. Whenever I went to Yankee Stadium, I was wearing Red Sox gear. So. Dave, I don't care. Dave. Come on, what? Schedule it. Let's do it. Get it out of our system. Philly talk, cheesesteak. I'm gonna wait for a, a previously scheduled engagement that I can't break. That'll be a good one. That'd be a good they, one. They wouldn't need you and I anyway. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, just to backtrack to the Islanders and uh, him making fun of me. This the is wings, the whole point. Talk about the wings. Talk about the, soccer. Oh was, yeah. Was, uh, was, All right, but meanwhile we are not in Philly. We're in yes. Jersey right now. I just said yeah. I brought it. I just brought it back. <laughs> Stop. All right, so. Uh, we're talking about gigantic stadiums that aren't worth the money that got poured into them. You know what? I changed my mind. It's not North Jersey. It's New York. You can have it. North, it's not South Jersey. It's Delaware County, right? MetLife no, Stadium, guys. Delaware Township. Delaware County's in Pennsylvania. I've uh, never been. MetLife Stadium. How much did it cost to build? $1.4 billion? Ugliest stadium I've ever seen. Met, to MetLife? Yeah, MetLife. It's, as Stephen Key would say, the giant sardine can. That guy that roasted. Like he roasted. He's a Giants fan too, and he roasted that stadium. It <laughs> doesn't look well very interesting, does it? it? Well, it's well deserved. It's not because no, it's, it's a disappointment. It's, it's in the middle, and so it's not like they built it with like Dave. You were talking before. The best part, <coughs> sorry, the best part about uh, being at a place is the views. There's no views because I mean you've got New York off in the distance if they had built well, it that way, but it, it's 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 a square. Well, most people can't afford a ticket downstairs, so you're sitting upstairs. And if you go on the tippy top and have somebody hoist you over their shoulder, you can see the New York skyline. If you're that's in the last row, that's yeah. as good as you're going to get from that. It seems kind of weird to me, but it's almost like they took the blueprint of FedEx Field. Uh, now, there's a place to model your stadium. Out yeah, here. no doubt. And it wasn't like it was, you know, FedEx Field two years after it was built. Yeah, It was FedEx Field. Years. Long after it was built, yeah. but it just seemed, I don't know, and, and I'm totally judging from, like, pictures and whatnot. It just, to, it looks like, how can we fit more seats in here? That's well, exactly what it is. How it can we host the Super Bowl? It was built bigger, bigger, bigger. How can we fit more people, more ads, more corporate sponsorship? And, and, and Washington? Hmm. Washington at 92,000 capacity at one point was the same. Yeah, well. And well, the, the one time I went to MetLife, I actually got tickets down like uh, ten rows from the field, off the field for six dollars. Yep. Wow. <laughs> Stuff up, baby. What, what game was uh, that? They played Jacksonville with their ugly two-tone helmets. The Jets and Jacksonville. Well, okay. Well, there you go, Jets and Jaguars. Yeah. <laughs> Probably but, uh, season ticket. I was like, take these yeah, tickets. Yeah, yeah. MetLife, no personality, no, no. atmosphere. It's just, what, Dave, you, you hit it right in the head. It's jam the people in. Collect the money. Thank you very much. Well, I, I mean, I can tell you this. Growing up, Giant Stadium was the building, and it was considered the best spot for football. Not a bad scene in the house. It was nowhere near the size of what they did with MetLife. You know, I saw – that was my first sporting event was, was uh, a Cosmos game there. And then, of course, Jets, Giants, New Jersey Generals. Uh, 
the New York, New Jersey nights. I mean, I spent a lot of time at Old Giant Stadium, and it was always, you know, just just a good, honest place to see a game. And they built this new stadium, and all of a sudden, parking's 50 bucks. And if you park over here, it's this price. And if you park at one of the hotels, they'll shuttle you over for another price. That's what we did. They, we, you get to the stadium, and there's no personality. And that's the problem with the And there's no personality for the Jets or the Giants. You know, if the Jets can build their own stadium and make it look like an a, a airplane hangar, that'd be more personality than what they have right now. Yeah, the coolest, the coolest thing about MetLife is that they switch it from green to blue, One, depending yeah, on who the home team is. That's, that's right. really the only interesting thing. I that feel really bad for the band. folks who are in the pro shop because they've yeah, got to switch over thing. their whole inventory. Oh, yeah. and to get to that pro shop, if you've got a ticket on one end of the stadium, oh, my God, you're, you're going to miss half the game going there. It's such a hike. <laughs> Pathetic. Right. I, luckily, I live in Indianapolis next to a real football stadium, but I don't like the team, but – it's they need to take notes from that and knock that thing down or at least convert it. I don't know. That was terrible. Missed opportunity. Missed opportunity with that stadium uh, for the Jets and Giants. Oh, okay. I digress. All right, so let's uh, let's possibly end our conversation. I think we hit all the major league teams, but New York City has got two wonderful minor league ballparks. We talked Just a lot about minor league ballparks this winter. Brooklyn but in the house. Let's include Brooklyn and Staten Island in our conversation because, man, those are two fantastic places. Well, Staten Island is, is does not have a tenant at the moment. Right. They lost a lot of people don't like Staten Island. I prefer Staten Island to Brooklyn myself. Uh, well, it's it's a beautiful view. I'll give you that. You cannot beat that view. But the prices were very high at one point. That's what stopped me from going. But Brooklyn is just one of my favorite minor league ballparks. There's always a big crowd. There's always a special night. The colors, the seawater, the seagulls, the neon lights from the the museum park, the smell of Nathan's hot dogs cooking, the boardwalk. Oh, it's just such a, such a cool place to be. Uh, a lot of fun there, you know, and it's exciting that they'll have full season baseball there. And I hope Staten Island gets a team. I know they, they want to convert that to multi-purpose and have maybe rugby or soccer play there. So best of luck to them. I think they did get screwed over by the Yankees a little bit. Uh, but I'll keep, keep that for another show. My, my friend Jay just uh, wanted to throw more fuel on the fire and said, my Vikes have a great stadium. The Vikings? Yeah. Oh, yeah I've heard that Vikings stadium. stadium, though, when it's sold out, is really it's, it's a cool hard spot. to get around. I'm telling you, that's a better stadium than what they built in Giants Stadium. Or the new gym, whatever it's called. <laughs> you know I, what call, it, I called it the big glass shard. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, it'd be cool if you if you had an extended period of time in uh, in New York City and you're really hardcore. It, it would be cool to to spend time just bouncing around from college to college and checking right. out all the little college yeah. basketball right. gyms that they have there. It's uh, you know, St. John's of course plays a chunk of their games at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. But they've you know, got they have a they have a a cool little arena on campus, um, and there's all of these mid-major schools yeah. that are kicking around, and and I I would love to just bounce around some of those. There's probably a couple dozen there in the city. Yeah. I know that the oldest college basketball gym still in use is in New York City at Fordham. Right. Rose Hill Gymnasium. Is that the name of it? I believe it is. I've been to Fordham for a football game. Nothing to write home about. Yeah, but the basketball gym is supposed to be really nice. Yeah, you're right. And, and those get overlooked, those, like, Fordham's arena. I'm looking at it right now. It's, it, 
1923 or yeah, something Yeah, look like at that. That, that looks, it looks like it's been renovated, but you can tell it has old bones. That looks really nice. To tied with the um, the arena in uh, for Penn University. You oh, Penn? Palestra. Palestra. Oh, Palestra. No, no, 1920, uh, 1923 arena. I, I, I could be off on my oh, date. I could be. No, I think, probably, I think you tied yeah. it. I think you tied it. Yeah. I, I'll have yeah. to look it up when uh, I'm not streaming. I can't even think now how many Division One teams are in or right around New York City. Well, the well, Metro the, Atlantic is almost, I would say, about half of it's been yeah. right. in New York City. Um, but it's yeah, just, it's so sprawling. I don't. That'd be cool. I don't think outside of this podcast. Let me rephrase that. Outside of the area, there are people who are who travels for sports like you guys or the people that are listening to the show, I don't think, I, I don't think they grasp how s- spiraling and how momentously big New York city is. And that's why there's so many goddamn teams there. <laughs> it's, it's huge to steal a locals term. It, it really is. But I think we've, uh, We've tried to hit all the venues we can in New York City, and at the danger of having a two- or three-hour podcast, we should yeah. probably call it now because we have hit everybody, good and bad. We actually had some nice things to say. And, you know, for anybody yeah, half of it I was kidding, by the way. The know. irony that I'm, uh, I've got two Boston jerseys behind me is not lost on me. It's not yeah. done intentionally. But. The other irony for Jay is, is I agree that the Vikings have a great stadium, and it looked great when the Eagles won the Super Bowl inside of it. Thank you. Good night. So uh, we always try to wrap up our shows when we can by talking about where we're going to be going, where we've been in the past two weeks, where we're going in the next two weeks. And, Mark, you said you have hit the road a little bit here. You've had some trouble. Yeah, I uh, checked out a couple of basketball. Thanks for spreading the virus, Jerk. Oh, please. <laughs> please. The, the people here in Indiana are doing that for me. So, uh, yeah, I went down to the Swiss City Gym. That is uh, the home of the White River Valley High School basketball team, uh, a sunken gym that was built in 1955. It's been the home of two previous high schools. I was there for the Green County Invitational. There might have been maybe 60, 80 people in the building. Wow. Not very exciting. It sits about 3,000. Not too exciting, but it was a chance to get on the road and drive and check out a part of Indiana I haven't been to. Uh, They did have a full concession which was interesting because most places I go to, they're either closed or they're just giving you chips and soda. They had everything from nachos to hot dogs to barbecue pork to sloppy joes. It was it was insane, and I, I don't think they sold much because there wasn't too many people there. One guy uh, ate a whole hell of a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's like I, I didn't have any cash on me. I already had breakfast before I went. I wasn't expecting food there, but I was like, wow, this is this is a good place to come and and get some tasty treats and, and not be hungry after the game because sometimes you go to an arena, a high school venue, and it's in a small town and there's nothing nearby. So I checked that out. It's nice. I would love to I would love to go there when there's more people there, but that's just the, the time we're living in. So about a half hour north in Clay City, I went to the Eel Dome, which is home to the Clay City High School Eels. Uh, another gym, very similar. To, it's the same type of gym, but uh, they had windows on the side and now they're blocked off, but they still show a little bit of light. So you have a little more natural lighting coming inside this gym. Uh, And they also renovated it. It's a wraparound concourse now. 
and once again, 60 people were at the game. But nicer-looking gym. It feels more modern. It doesn't feel like it was built in 1955. It never changed. This gym had a little more style. Uh, the eel color, the logos are all over the place. So it's it's a cool little spot for basketball. And uh, there was a, a barbecue place down the street, which wasn't too bad. It was a local Memphis-style barbecue shop. So I had a good time hanging out there, trying some food, and, and watching the Colts-Buffalo Colts, Colts Buffalo game from a few uh, weeks ago. So two nice gyms uh, that I would love to go back to when, you know, we don't have a pandemic and the place is packed. I'm sure it would be – a madhouse. Yeah, and big difference. Big difference big between difference. Uh, difference, what it yeah. used to be and what it will be again and what it is right now. But yeah, that two high school gyms. I'm going to two more uh, next, not this week, the weekend after. So I'll probably see a little more similar atmospheres there as well. Beautiful. And uh, our, if our, for our listeners who follow your travels, Mark, where can they follow you online? You can follow me online at Ballpark Hunter on Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. Check out my review of the Teague Arena. That's an old classic uh, high school gym here in Indiana. Uh, getting a lot of compliments from that from a lot of alumni from the school. Nice. Very good. Uh, yeah, and uh, Mark, I want to thank you for carrying the content on Stadium <laughs> Journey lately. It seems like we should recall it, you know, VK's Journey because, man, well, you have I, just I, been a machine. How do you I do that in work? I don't know. <laughs> I, I do it during my – I probably do it when I'm not supposed to – at work, I have a lot of – I'm at my desk a lot. Now I have the kids back in the building, so you may not see so much content. But when you're sitting at your desk and you have two kids in your class and they're they're doing their work, you you, you got some time to move things around. So it's just – I don't know. It's just when I get that urge to write, you know, I just, I just had a conversation with the uh, commissioner of the Prospect League. Uh, Dennis Bastian for about 45 minutes the other day, so I'm working on an article uh, with him. I have never talked to a baseball commissioner as freely and as lengthy as as I did the other night. It was a great conversation, and I'm looking forward to the baseball season starting. Hopefully, hopefully that can start on time. Yeah, should be should be. Ugh, we'll see. Fantastic ballpark hunter. Yeah. Dan, you got a lot going on right now. Where can our listeners follow you online in your multimedia efforts? <laughs> Dan Lighty Free on all Dan social media Lighty platforms Free. and anywhere you can stream stuff except Pornhub that I know of. Yeah, Pornhub's good stuff. How about OnlyFans? <laughs> Only Dan's. Only Dan's. OnlyDans.com. That, that, I'll, uh, um, if you join our Fortnite streams on Friday, you'll hear a lot of that. Well, okay. If that's not an incentive, I don't know what is. No, not the porn part. Never mind. <laughs> Dave, get me back on track. Where can our listeners follow you? <laughs> For God's online? sakes. Uh, you can follow me at uh, Profan9 on Twitter. Uh, literary Journey Continues. Uh, I'm just into the audio book called the, the Pittsburgh Cocaine 7, which is interesting because it's all about you know cocaine and the pirates in the 80s when I was too young to know what cocaine was or know that this was going on. So, yeah. I knew about uh, that. I, really. Yeah. I'm surprised. Anyway, um, I'm also into this book here. Okay. It's called Ballpark Figures. Uh, my dad actually bought this when I was from, like, 1987. So I was, what, oh. nine? No. Yeah, no, 12. Anyway, 
Um, it's all about the the business of the Blue Jays and their kind of first ownership group, and it's really mm. really kind of fascinating. So, um, you know, it's been sitting on my shelf for a couple decades now. <laughs> so I got nothing else to do, so I I pulled that one out. Uh, but before I hand it off, can I do a little bit of a shout out here? Absolutely. So I know I have, and I think others have as well, have been critical of the fans of the Buffalo Bills. You know, Bills Mafia and, you know, crazy drunken parties and smashing tables and jumping off of RVs. I've been fairly critical of Bills fans. and, And, of course, anyone who knows me knows that I'm not a Bills fan, that I'm a Miami Dolphins fan. And I, I I do have to say I am happy to see that the Bills have brought themselves to relevance. But I was intrigued to see that uh, with Lamar Jackson in in the um, AFC uh, semifinal game, got a concussion. Great, great story, yeah. And the Bills Mafia, the Bills fans, have ended up donating over $360,000 to his favorite charities. Which, Which is Louisville, a Louisville back, back, supplies backpacks to school kids in the Louisville area, yeah. That's it. What an awesome story. So, you know, Bill's Mafia, um, you know, thumbs up to you guys. You know, all that money you weren't spending on tables, I guess you found a good spot for it. One of the guys I talked to a lot on Twitter said, you know what, and he's, uh, he lives in the Syracuse area, uh, Shane, you know, shout out to you. He says, if I was smart, I would buy a bunch of tables, you know, in a big box truck or something, and set up shop on one of the roads leading into Bill Stadium. <laughs> I'd make a fortune just selling plastic tables. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't get the uh, the allure of jumping on a table. Dan, maybe you could explain it, but. When you're young and full of alcohol. <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen these guys? A lot of them are not young. They are full of alcohol, for sure. <laughs> okay, well. Or. <laughs> I like the guy who set himself on fire when they did it. Yeah, that's a weekend in South Jersey wrestling, sir. <laughs> so, uh, as for myself, you could follow my state of journeys on Twitter or Instagram at PuckmanRI. I actually am getting back into the uh, the stadium journeying a little bit. I mean, if you can call driving 10 miles up the road to uh, work some UMass Dartmouth basketball games or sport, uh, stadium journey, then hell yes, stadium journey. Uh, because... Uh, the Division Three basketball season is starting up this weekend. I do the PA uh, for the men's and women's basketball team, so looking forward to doing that. It's going to be an empty gym, no fans allowed, but you know what? We're still going to bring the energy, so that'll be it'll be great just to be back in the gym and to hear the the yeah. and smell the smells and all that good stuff. So uh, looking forward to that, and uh, I'll let you know how it goes, and I'll let you know where they put me too, because you know the trip athletic centers, a big place you probably can see. 5,000 people, and there's probably going to be 10 of us working the game. So they're probably going to spread us out quite a bit. So that'll be interesting in itself as well. So that's what I'll be doing the next couple of weeks. I think we have uh, three or four games before that. The setup for the games. Let me, let me uh, give you guys a little behind-the-curtains look here. So the first game is Saturday. I need to get a, a COVID test done 48 hours before the game. So I need to go to UMass. I work – 45 minutes to the north up towards Boston. And so I've got to somehow get to work, get back to UMass Dartmouth, and then get back up to work in time to get my coronavirus test. So we have to do that before every game. So this is going to be 
an interesting juggle. And the players have to get tested three times a week. So a lot of testing going on. So we'll see. I know uh, Saturday was supposed to be a doubleheader, the women's at 1 and the men's game at 4.30. The women's game has already been canceled. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how Division Three can make a season happen. They're just playing – the Little, Little East Conference is just playing – six out of the nine teams are playing, and they're just playing a conference schedule. So that will be their whole season, ten games. But it's something. Ten games is better than no games, as we all learned over this summer. Tim says nothing like a Q-tip touching your brain. Yeah, I had so many tests. Uh, I don't think I've brain, brained my damage at all. So. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so, yeah, everybody, thanks for listening. And don't forget to check out our website, stadiumjourney.com. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at Stadium Journey. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow our Facebook page. All that good stuff. You can find Stadium Journey Podcast at vocnation.com or just search VOC Nation Radio Network on whatever podcast app you use. All the cell phones have them these days, modern technology. And uh, as some of you know, because you're watching us right now, we simulcast live every other Tuesday night at 8 o'clock Eastern at twitch.tv slash danlaw83. We will be back in two weeks, February 2nd, Groundhog Day, right? That's Groundhog Day. Am I right? Sure. Yeah, and we're going to have a Groundhog guest. We're going to have Sean Aronson back joining us. He is the Director of Broadcasting and Media Relations for the new AAA affiliate of the Minnesota Twins, the St. Paul Saints. (laughs) So we're going to ask him what it's going to be like going from independent baseball to affiliated big-time baseball. That'll be a a great show. Sean's a great guest. He was wonderful last time we had him on. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. So for Dan Kalashiko, Mark Viquez, and Dave Cotney, I am Paul Baker. Until next time, since we talked about New York today, if you can make it there, you're going to make it anywhere. Hey, this is the Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history. The voice of choice and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the 
Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling with History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out, WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro, talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation radio network. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. Yeah, you get ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation radio network.